This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, August the 10th, as we come off an off day. About it. Been a while since we had one of those, an off day. And of course, we finally get an off day on the day we don't want one. Is this Philly's team is one eight straight? It's like, keep playing, boys. Keep playing. But back at it tonight, the Los Angeles Dodgers come to town. If you wanted to know how real this Phillies team is, guess what? The perfect team coming to town to gauge it as the Phillies on an eight game hot streak playing one of the best teams in baseball, I think. Not the best record in baseball, but in my opinion, the best team in baseball with this Dodgers team coming to town. The Dodgers handled the Phillies out in L.A. last time they were out there. So, big series. Really, really, really big series. And the Reds are in town after that. This is the toughest six-game stretch the Phillies have left, at least certainly at home, um, as both these teams are good. Uh, Reds lost last night, but but had won 8 of 10 prior to that and had won five straight before losing the Indians last night. Um, but they are uh, they're playing good baseball, really good baseball. And um, it's going to be a really big week. It's going to be a really big week because there is obviously a ton of excitement around this team. We've talked about it. We've reacted to it. And and for the first time, certainly me, and I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for a lot of Phillies fans when I say that for the first time all season, it feels real. For the first time all season, it feels like this team is worth believing in, that they're not going to break our hearts, that they're not going to let us down. I mean, we've talked, obviously, about the many reasons, the the way they fight, the brand of baseball they've been playing, putting the ball in play, the MVP Bryce Harper season, the Cy Young Zach Wheeler season, the way they've battled through without guys, and this and that and this and that and so many different things, um, that it feels real for the first time all season. And, and it feels real, and yet now this week we get some real teams, you know, the the only real thing that someone could say to denigrate this eight-game winning streak, this little run the Phillies are on right now, is to say, hey, you know, it's the Nats and the Mets. <laughs> you know, and that, and I get it. I get it. The Nats, bad baseball team, especially, uh, granted, Phillies were the last ones to face Scherzer. Let's not forget that. But um, Phillies, uh, the Nats are a bad baseball team. And uh, the Mets, certainly right now, are, are not a good baseball team. So I get it. And I understand the the impetus to say, oh, wait till they play a good team. Wait till they play a good team. I get it. But I do think that in baseball, it just, it, it doesn't matter as much. You know, it's not necessarily about just beating the good teams like it is in, you know, football. Oh, they haven't beat a good team. They're only 16 games. They don't beat a good team. They, 17 games coming up now, I guess. Um, they're probably not a good team, you know, whatever. But with baseball, 
baseball is so much more about the grind. It's so much more about working your way through six months of playing every single day. I mean, that's what baseball is about. And that's why I don't ever care about competition in terms of these type of streaks and and things getting going. It's so much more about the confidence it builds. It's so much more about um, just watching a team on a night-to-night basis and how they play, how they go about their business. Do they think they can win? Do they fight? All these types of things, I think. And again, especially in baseball where, like, yeah, you could be playing a bad team, but if they're pitchers on that night, then they're a good team for that night, right? You know, I mean, that's the way baseball works. If you have a pitcher who's on for the night, then guess what? You could be a good team that night. It's that simple. And you still need to get a run or two, right? But but you can be a good team. You can fight. You can you can battle. So I don't look at it as, oh, they haven't beaten anybody. I look at it as eight straight as something, and that's impressive. And obviously they haven't done it since 2011. And again, the way they're doing it I think is impressive. You know, they fight. They're never out of a game. Late in games, they're down. They're going to fight back. We believe they're going to fight back. The way this team is bonded together, the way for the first time all season long, it seems like these guys are actually having fun playing a baseball game. They're into each other. They're on the the edge of the, the, the dugout steps watching the game, locked in. It's celebrating all that stuff like, It feels like a baseball team. It feels like there's something special going on with them. And look, for all those people who don't think this way, this is your week. Phillies, Dodgers, Phillies, Reds. Real teams. No one can say that either of these teams are not good, especially the Dodgers, obviously. So, you know, it's a big week. And they get to see Scherzer again. Nola Scherzer to start it off. I mean, let's go, right? Speaking of which, we'll get to that. We'll get there and Nola what we need from him coming up. Uh, but it's a it's a really big week for the Phils and for the excitement level of this team and and being at Citizens Bank Park coming off that weekend series against the Mets thirty thousand on Friday thirty seven on Saturday thirty nine on Sunday let's go the bank's back and I know it's weeknight games and all that it's gonna be a little tougher to pack it this week but let's get some people down at the ballpark let's get that energy going and and it. Team clearly responded to it this weekend. So, you know, there is that home field thing going. And this Phillies team, as we know, has been outstanding at home this year. You know, you feel good about getting these tough games here at Citizens Bank Park. That is a a very good thing. So it's a big week of baseball. It's an exciting week of baseball. And the, the needed off day, back at it, then a West Coast trip next week. So, you know, this is a, a stretch here. They got a stretch. And and again, look, this this eight straight, this fun, this awesome thing we're feeling only matters if they finish this out. You know, if they if they do what they've done the last few years in September, we're going to feel like real idiots for finally getting on board with this team only to be broken up again by them, right? I mean, it is there's a lot of riding on this, Phillies. A lot of our hopes and dreams and thoughts and happiness is riding on this run here because we're in. I'm in. And again, you know, you've listened to this show all year, and if you haven't, I haven't been in all year. I have not been in on this team. I have seen the flaws. I have seen the frustrations. I have seen the the chances to jump in and the opportunities and the spots where it's like, oh, they're going on a run and they haven't and, and they keep beating you down. This feels real. It feels real. For the first time in the last few years, honestly, it really feels real. And again, what they did this weekend with no Kutch, no Hoskins, no Didi for the majority of it, I mean, it's impressive. They have battled through some injuries. I mean, when was the last time Sam Coonrod pitched for this team? I mean, you know, guys who were, were important parts of the, the, the early part of the season. 
have been out. The bullpen has been a rotating cast of Enel De Los Santos's and J.D. Hammers and Mauricio Vera's and all these guys, you know? So so to do what they've been doing is, is really impressive, and they're six games over, and it's a real week of baseball coming up. The Dodgers coming to town in a series that matters. I mean, that's... It's awesome. Uh, as far as those injuries go, they seem pretty optimistic about uh, Kutch, which is great to hear. You you hope that you can get McCutcheon back as soon as possible. He's been such an important part of this team, and obviously prior to getting hurt was one of the best hitters in baseball from June 1st until until that time, So um, until he got hurt. So um, you really, really hope that McCutcheon can get back soon. It does seem like he's progressing well, um, in terms of, of when he'll be back, talking about Didi Girardi on MLB Network Radio um, said that he hopes to have Didi back today, which would be huge, huge, just massive thing at Didi back. I know he's struggling stuff, but that bat does play, and, and he's starting to hit a little bit. So it would be nice to get Didi back. Um, Hoskins apparently could be back Wednesday, but if he doesn't respond to treatment, he could go on the IL. Obviously, he's already missed six straight games. Um, so, uh, is that right? Uh, didn't play in, but no, I guess he did play in, in Washington. So he's missed only three straight games. So only three straight games. So if they, if he can't go today, can't go tomorrow, all of a sudden that's five games. You backdate it. He only has to miss five more, but not ideal. Not ideal. You know, McCutcheon out, you really hope Hoskins could be that right-handed power bat in the lineup that he has been for most of the season for this team. So you need him. Uh, Eflin still, still not there. Eflin, uh, closer to throwing off a mound, but still no timetable and he'll need a rehab assignment too. That's... Not great. You know, the Eflin thing, we we kind of have just glossed over it as it's gone, but this injury is extended and extended and extended and extended. They really could use Eflin back to get that rotation where it needs to be for September. And then uh, Freddie Galvis, uh, apparently um, Galvis said that he thinks it'll be seven to ten days or so to get back. Um, it would be nice. Look, they trade for Freddie. It'd be nice to see him in a Phillies uniform again. Just got to get him back on the field, and hopefully that shouldn't be a, a too much longer of a, of a process. But we will see. Either way, though, it is, again, impressive what they've done without guys. You know, this is all season long they've had a rotating cast of injuries. Obviously, Harper has missed time. Segura has missed time. Romuto's missed time. I mean, pretty much everyone at one point or another has missed some time. And that's baseball, right? I mean, we know. We get it. That's, that's the way baseball works. But um, I do think that the ability over this little eight-game streak to to weather these injuries. Again, McCutcheon has been out the entire eight-game streak. They've won all eight games without McCutcheon. He literally got hurt the day before they won the eight-game win streak. So, you know, that's big. That's big. And they they won the, the entire Mets series without Rees, without Didi for two of those games. Like, that's impressive. I do think they deserve credit, and also it does. It should get you excited for what they can do when everyone's together. You know, next month, September stretch run. You know, this has been, as we talked about before, a team that has given us bad September memories, to say the least. Right? You know, they have been a a massively disappointing team in September. If they can get healthy and get on a roll come September, that'd be that'd be tops. That'd be really cool. Um, all right, uh, I want to look into the Dodgers series in a couple minutes, but first. Um, Quick look at where the they, the the guys stand um, stats wise heading into the the last fifty. Can can you believe it? The last fifty games of the season. How about that? How crazy is that to think about? We are heading in 
to the last 50 games of the season. The Phillies are sitting at 59 and 53. That is 112. 50 games left. 50. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Like how that kind of snuck up on us. So, you know, it's it's real. It's as real as it's going to get. This is the stretch run, the definition of it. Um, so some guys heading in, uh, uh, obviously Segura on his way to having a really a wonderful season, uh, batting 309 on the season heading into the last 50 games. Segura, um, this is the version of Gene that, that we hope to get. You know, this is the version of Gene we were we were hoping for when they traded for him, the guy who hits 300 every year, and, and we're seeing that guy. And what a, what a massive part of a team he is. You know, having that guy who can go up and really get you a hit in any spot, put the bat on the ball in any spot, is a really valuable player to have. And I know Segura's, the vast majority of his time here has been pretty maligned. Um, and and look, at times rightfully so. Um, but really impressed with what we've seen from Gene this season. Obviously Harper, I mean... The season Bryce Harper's putting together is just special. 302, 413, 570, the only player in baseball with a 300, 400, 500 stretch there. The nine set, excuse me, the 983 OPS. 983! Oh my goodness. If this man had just not gotten hit in the face, I honestly think we would be running away with the MVP right now. I do. That's where I'm at. I think you'd be running away with the MVP right now. I mean, Harper has played 91 games out of the 112. Think about if he didn't miss those 21 other games. Like, what happens? What does he do? What kind of season are we looking at here? I, I really, it really did set him back. And obviously, he's found it again and still on his way to an MVP type season. Um, but that's been just so massive. Um, so massive for this team. JT's picked it up, 813 OPS. You still want to see a little more out of him, but but he's been better and getting some clutch hits. Hoskins leads the team with 24 home runs and 68 RBI. Um, you know, minus the injuries, a real chance to to put up a, a very impressive power season from Hoskins. And look, the average is up. Hoskins is batting 244 all of a sudden. He was in the 210, 220 range for a lot of the season. And the OBP, while still not Hoskins-esque, is up to 332. That's Getting there, 509 slugging, that's impressive. But um, 332, not quite where Hoskins likes to be, but but improving. So I think you're happy with what you got from Hoskins. I mean, McCutcheon, 20 homers on the season, 58 RBI. I mean, McCutcheon, if not for the injury, really a, a chance to have a 50 homer, I mean, excuse me, <laughs> 30 homer season. Jumping the gun a little bit there. Uh, 30 homer season, a real chance, 815 OPS. If you take out the, the first two months of the season, I mean, McCutcheon, one of the best players in baseball uh, over the last stretch. Um, so those are the guys that you you really want to see carry this team heading into the playoff run. But again, uh, what they've gotten from other guys, and look, Alec Bohm started to hit a bit. Alec Bohm's average quietly is up to 253, uh, 254. I mean, he was a guy who was batting 200. The majority, we were talking about Mendoza line for so long with him. Um, you know, starting to improve. And, you know, the, the 664 OPS, not close to where we want it, but he's starting to improve. The, the slugging is the real issue there and getting on base a little bit more, but... Um, improving from an offensive perspective. And really the contributions they've gotten from a lot of the bench guys, as we've talked about. I mean, Travis Jankowski, a 340 OBP for this team. Ronald Torres, batting 266, but really coming through with clutch hits, a 704 OPS. And then Brad Miller. I mean, Miller, a 759 OPS off the bench, but 12 home runs for Brad Miller in only 206 ABs. I mean, that's that's really good. That's really good. You know, that is, I mean, 233 plate appearances, 12 home runs. I mean, you're talking about 
close to a homer every 10 plate appearances. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's really good stuff from uh, from uh, Brad Miller there. Uh, so, you know, moving along, getting along. And, and Miller, is it, is it 10 plate appearances or 20? Did I do bad math? So 12 homers, 233, it'd be 133. So, okay, so 20 plate appearances. Still impressive. Stop making fun of me, all right? I'm bad at math. Um, regardless, a, uh, uh, Miller's giving him a lot. And um, I think when you keep getting those kinds of contributions from the bench guys and really been forced to play a lot more, and that's important. And that's the kind of stuff that happens for good teams is they get those kinds of contributions. On the pitching side, obviously, Wheeler, 10-6, and 2-4-2 ERA, um, the man has just been a, 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 a maniac this season in terms of dominance. 181 strikeouts, 181 and 156 innings, only 34 walks. That is just stellar. Just a phenomenal 5-3-2 strikeout to walk rate. That is insane. Um, and then obviously, look, I think having Kyle Gibson here makes a big difference. Uh, we saw the energy that guy brings, the fire that guy brings, and just the veteran know-how, the, the ability to get into a jam and get out of it. What a wild thought that is uh really impressed with what we've seen from him and uh what he brings to the team you need Eflin back that's huge and, and nola and we'll get to nola in a minute obviously is that's super important um and then you hope you can get some of these other guys back from that i mean like you look at the the bullpen i mean coonrod and falter both guys who at times this season have been incredibly important relievers for your team so getting those guys back would be huge as i think like look when we head in this stretch run here i think you feel great about the offense, right? Even with the injuries, especially when you get guys back. I mean, if Hoskins, McCutcheon, and Didi all get back, all of a sudden it's like, okay, like this is, I can win with these guys. With Harper playing the way he's playing, I can win with this offense against pretty much anyone. And the rotation you feel really good about. You know, you feel great about Wheeler. You feel good about Gibby. You feel good about what Suarez is doing in these bullpen games. And you hope to feel good about Noah. Yeah, that's the one where you, you know, you, you feel like you can, you want to feel good about Noah. And then if they get Eflin back, you're feeling good. It's really the bullpen where it's question marks uh, abound, as they say. Um, you know, you feel good about Kennedy, kind of, right? A little bit. <laughs> we kind of feel good about Kennedy. You feel good about Hector, the way he's pitched lately. He's been awesome lately. Um, Brogdon also hurt, forgot to mention him, but you hope when he gets back, you feel good about him. Um, and Archie's been great. You feel really good about Archie. Uh, really good. Uh, Archie's here right down to 273. That's pretty impressive where he was at. And look, Brogdon down to 389, considering that one horrendous six run outing he had, is, is impressive. So um, you got some guys there. It's just not a lot you can trust. I think the bullpen is certainly, if you're looking at one thing that, you know, we're not sure about heading into the stretch run, it's, it's the bullpen and Girardi's handling of the bullpen. That is, I would say, my biggest concern. For this team um, heading into the uh, stretch run here. But look, they've, they've managed their way through it. They've found their way through it. I mean, again, these Suarez games, they, they, they keep winning them. They've won both. And those are games where you're asking for like two innings from J.D. Hammer and, you know, and, and two innings from Hector and this and that. And then and, and they're finding ways to get through them. So um, you hope that they can kind of keep these arms fresh going into the stretch run, but that that bullpen is going to be important, and it is the 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 concern from my end, the, the most most nerve wracking potential for this team is that I feel great about the offense, I feel solid about the starting pitching, but again, look, um, the starting pitching, honestly, again, we've talked so many times about it, it, it and he's pitching tonight. It, it Aaron Noel is the most important player on the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, you know, obviously Bryce Harper is, obviously Zach Wheeler is, but in terms of if we're going to assume that 
we're going to get what we've gotten from guys for the most part, you know, especially the, the greats, the Harper and, and Wheeler type guys. If you figure that maybe they're not going to be the best player in baseball for the rest of the season, but they're up there, um, they continue to give you what you need. Um, Segura continues to keep playing the way he's been playing all that. Then, then it really comes down to what Nola can do for you. I mean, Nola's the, the difference maker. Nola's the one guy on your team who has the potential to be top 10 in his sport at his position who has come nowhere close. Right? I mean, that's it. Harper has been top 10. Wheeler has been top 10. Those are the only guys with the potential along with Aaron Nola. I like, oh, and Romuto, obviously, at his position specifically. Um, but, you know, Nola has a chance to be a top 10, top 15 pitcher in baseball. We've seen it. We've seen him be the third best pitcher in the National League easily in 2018. And Nola has just been such a disappointment this year. I mean, what a massive, massive disappointment. What a, what a bummer Aaron Nola has been top to bottom, really just a, a really disappointing season. And, and he's had highs. I mean, there have been times where Nola has been amazing. I mean, he had those 10 strikeouts in a row to tie the Seavers record against the Mets. He had the the complete game shutout. He had the eight and two thirds where he gave up one run. Like he had the the seven and two thirds shutouts against the Yankees. Like I remember these because they haven't always been like that. Like those ones stick out because everything else he's done is what's led him to sit on the season with an ERA of four four nine. Aaron Nola has an ERA of four four nine on the season. Seven and six with a four four nine ERA. Come on, man! And the strikeouts have been great. The strikeout to walk is great. He just can't seem to be the Aaron Nola that he even that he was last year or the year before. I mean, he it's been it's been the biggest disappointment of the season is the way Aaron Nola's pitch for this Phillies team. The biggest disappointment. And that can all change. He has 50 games left. So, you know, average it out. He's got about 10 starts left. Maybe nine, maybe eight, maybe eleven, somewhere in that range, right? That's what Aaron Nola has left. He can completely change the season. He can pitch him into the playoffs. He can remind us that he's Aaron freaking Nola. We know the talent's there. We've seen it. We've seen it this season. That's what's so mystifying is he can have those starts this season where he looks utterly dominant, like 12 strikeouts shutout, you know, 10 strikeouts in a row, like all these things that are are pure dominance as a pitcher that, that not everyone can do. And yet he hasn't been able to put it all together. He hasn't been able to give you a start after start of consistency of of a chance each time. Like he has just not been able to put that together. And that's what's so frustrating and so confusing. I don't I don't know why it's been such an issue for him this year, but but he has the ability to turn it around. Aaron Nola is the one who can completely change the course of this season. And really pitch the Phillies into the playoffs. like Because I, I do think that we're going to get what we're going to get from other guys. We know what we're going to get. Nola's the swing factor. And it starts tonight. Going up against the best of the best. Phillies 59-53 and 53 going up against the 67-45 and 45 Dodgers. Nice for a long time the Phillies would have been double-digit games behind the Dodgers. Only eight back. Not too bad now. But um, Dodgers, you know, just a juggernaut of a team, a plus 171 run differential. They might not have the best record in baseball, um, but they have the best run differential, which says something. Astros are plus 149, and then the Giants are plus 130. Plus 171 run differential, that is pretty 
pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, so it starts tonight. Uh, just a massive series, a a measuring stick series, right? Um, it's not just it, a. It's an incredibly important series, obviously for the Phillies, um, as they are in a division fight. They're two games up on the Braves, two and a half up on the Mets. You know, it's an important series right now. Um, it really is. So in and of itself, but then you're also facing the Dodgers. You're facing the team that is, you know, considered by many to be the most talented in baseball. So it is a massive one. The Mets uh, face Washington, so they have a, a leg up, but then they have to face uh, 10 straight against the Dodgers and Giants. So, you know, I think the Mets, I'm not as worried about the Mets as the Braves. The Braves, on the other hand, We'll face the Reds, who come into Philly uh, end of this week. Brave schedule is much easier. After this, the Red three against the Reds, and they have three against the Nats, three against the Marlins, three against the Orioles, all on the road. But that's a a nice stretch of baseball for the Braves. You need to win games. You can't give up ground because the Braves are going to win some. So big one tonight. Nola versus Scherzer tomorrow. It's Gibson versus David Price, and then Ranger Suarez versus Julio Urias. So. You got a shot. You feel good about those matchups as good as you could because you're only getting Scherzer. You don't get Bueller. You don't get Kershaw. That is huge, massive. But you get Scherzer. And if it's going to be Nola Scherzer, guess what? Aaron, step up to the plate, buddy. Bring it. Aaron Nola needs to bring it tonight. They need to give the Phillies a chance against Scherzer, against the Dodgers, to start the series right. Let's get a win. Let's get nine in a row. Go Phils. All right. Uh, either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.